Section 23 of the Watergate Report, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Senate Select Committee on Presidential Campaign Activities, Volume 3. Chapter 8 The Hughes Rebozo Investigation and Related Matters, Part 16. 11 a summary analysis of conflicting evidence in the course of its investigation into the receipt by rebozo of one hundred thousand dollars from hughes the senate select committee has received considerable evidence a significant portion of which reflects conflicts in principal witnesses testimony to allow for an appropriate review of rather complex factual materials a summary analysis of said conflicting testimony on important issues is presented here a initiator of the contribution when asked on march twentieth nineteen seventy three who brought up the hughes contribution first mr rebozo replied danner brought it up with me i had no reason to bring it up with danner he was a practicing lawyer in washington and was not even connected with hughes in his testimony on december eighteenth nineteen seventy three mr richard danner was asked if it was danner who initiated the discussions about the possibility of getting a contribution from the hughes tool company or mr hughes danner replied no i had no contact with the hughes tool company none whatsoever in that respect i didn't know any of the principals involved and when the question arose as to whether i could do anything in that light i agreed to talk to ed morgan mr rebozo also testified on march twentieth nineteen seventy four that he never met with candidate nixon and richard danner to discuss the possibility of obtaining a contribution from howard hughes in the nineteen sixty eight campaign however mr richard danner testified on december eighteenth nineteen seventy three that mr nixon was present at the first discussion of a possible hughes contribution and that either candidate nixon or mr rebozo first asked danner to ascertain if hughes would make a contribution after rebozo denied that candidate nixon was present in the first discussion about the hughes contribution in nineteen sixty eight danner was asked again about candidate nixon's presence in an executive session on july twelfth nineteen seventy four danner again confirmed that president nixon and rebozo had both been present in the first meeting when the hughes contribution was brought up b actual delivery of funds on march twentieth nineteen seventy four mr rebozo testified that he received the first fifty thousand dollar cash contribution from richard danner on july third nineteen seventy at the staff mess at san clemente and that he received the second fifty thousand dollar cash contribution from richard danner in august nineteen seventy at his office in the key biscayne bank in key biscayne florida however when rebozo first met with irs agents on may tenth nineteen seventy three he testified that he received the first delivery in late nineteen sixty eight or early nineteen sixty nine and that he received the second delivery two or three months later at that time rebozo could not recall whether he had received the first package in key biscayne or san clemente but that he had received one package in each location mr rebozo also told the irs agents on may tenth nineteen seventy three that robert mayhew may have been present in florida when rebozo received the contribution in florida but was not present at the time of the delivery on july tenth nineteen seventy three when rebozo met again with irs agents 
he recalled that the first contribution had been in nineteen sixty nine at the san clemente inn since to the best of his knowledge danner had never been inside the san clemente compound it was not until his october eighth nineteen seventy three interview with the senate select committee that rebozo finally fixed on july third nineteen seventy as being the date of the first contribution and the san clemente western white house as being the place for that delivery however on june eighteenth nineteen seventy three rebozo told kenneth whitaker special agent in charge of the miami fbi office that he had received fifty thousand dollars in cash from richard danner in nineteen sixty nine in addition richard danner testified before the senate select committee on december eighteenth nineteen seventy three that he could not recall whether the first delivery of cash was in the late summer of nineteen sixty nine in key biscayne florida or on july third nineteen seventy at sam clemente similarly robert mayhew also places the first delivery of fifty thousand dollars in nineteen sixty nine mayhew testified in a deposition on july fourth nineteen seventy three that mr danner made the first delivery which would have been sometime in nineteen sixty nine similarly robert mayhew was certain that he was present at the delivery of the cash in key biscayne he recalls seeing the envelope containing the cash passed from danner to rebozo and recalls that danner rebozo and mayhew left rebozo's home in rebozo's car to dine at solomon dell's restaurant after danner had given rebozo the cash richard danner completely supported mayhew's version of the first delivery in danner's first interview with the irs on may fifteenth nineteen seventy two danner subsequently changed his irs testimony on july fifth nineteen seventy three after he had had discussions about the matter with rebozo in the summer of nineteen seventy two in one of his interviews with the select committee staff rebozo also stated that it was his recollection that he received the key biscayne contribution at his home rather than at his bank office on december twentieth nineteen seventy three rebozo testified that he had received the second fifty thousand dollar contribution at his home in august nineteen seventy c initiator of first delivery on march twentieth nineteen seventy four mr rebozo testified before the select committee that danner had offered the fifty thousand dollar contribution to rebozo on numerous occasions after the nineteen sixty nine election however on may tenth nineteen seventy three mr rebozo told irs agents that after the nineteen sixty eight election rebozo could not remember whether he approached danner or danner approached him about making the contribution mr danner testified on tuesday december eighteenth nineteen seventy three that after the nineteen sixty eight election in early nineteen sixty nine rebozo needled danner about the fact that the hughes people had not made a substantial contribution to the nineteen sixty eight campaign danner testified that in nineteen sixty nine rebozo asked danner whether hughes would contribute funds to begin taking polls on candidates for the nineteen seventy congressional elections danner also testified that this occurred after rebozo had refused danner's offer in early nineteen sixty nine to deliver the fifty thousand dollar contribution that had been promised for the nineteen sixty eight campaign d purpose of the money on march twentieth nineteen seventy four mr rebozo testified that the two contributions he received from richard danner were to be used for the nineteen seventy two presidential campaigns since he did not accept contributions from anybody for anything else. However, on June 18, 1973, 
rebozo apparently told kenneth whitaker that the money rebozo was taking out of the safe deposit box in the key biscayne bank was from howard hughes and was to be applied to the republican congressional elections in 1970. in addition rebozo apparently told whitaker that a short time after receiving the first contribution he received another fifty thousand dollars from richard danner to be used for the same purpose richard danner has insisted throughout his staff interviews and his sworn testimony before the select committee that the funds he contributed on behalf of howard hughes were requested by rebozo to be used for the nineteen seventy congressional campaigns or for polls for those elections and that this was the purpose of the contributions robert mayhew has testified that the purpose of the first fifty thousand dollar contribution was to fulfill the pledge made in the nineteen sixty eight campaign and that the second contribution was made to ensure that the hughes people had an entree with the nixon administration finally richard danner testified that in march or april nineteen seventy two he received a telephone call from b b rebozo asking him if howard hughes was going to make a contribution to the nineteen seventy two campaign e individuals who had knowledge of the receipt of the hughes contribution on march twentieth nineteen seventy four b b rebozo testified under oath to the select committee that he had informed rosemary woods of the hughes contribution shortly after he received it on may tenth nineteen seventy three rebozo told internal revenue service special agents who were interviewing him that he and the two agents were the only individuals who knew about the money furthermore on july tenth nineteen seventy three rebozo told internal revenue special agent john bartlett and revenue agent bert webb that he did not notify anyone of the receipt of the money it was not until his october eighth nineteen seventy three interview with the senate select committee that rebozo testified that he told rosemary woods that he had a contribution from howard hughes totaling one hundred thousand dollars in his safe deposit box which he shared with thomas wakefield in that interview rebozo stated that he told miss woods about the contribution at about the time he became apprehensive about retaining it in addition rebozo stated in that interview that he thought that he told herb kalmbach at some point when discussing nineteen seventy two campaign contributions that he received a nineteen sixty eight contribution from howard hughes finally in that same interview rebozo recalled that he also informed president nixon about the campaign contribution from howard hughes in one of his visits at key biscayne after the nineteen seventy two election then in rebozo's interview with the senate select committee on october seventeenth nineteen seventy three rebozo stated that he did not discuss the contribution with any other individuals besides rosemary woods between the time he received it and the time when he decided to return the contribution rebozo added that he talked with several other individuals about the contribution after he had decided to return the money rebozo also testified that he talked to herbert kalmbach about the hughes contribution on april thirtieth nineteen seventy three then on march twentieth nineteen seventy four rebozo swore under oath before the senate select committee that president nixon had counseled rebozo to give the money back in early nineteen seventy three rebozo also testified on march twentieth nineteen seventy four that he discussed what he should do with the money with william griffin a new york lawyer and the attorney for robert aplinop furthermore rebozo testified on march twentieth nineteen seventy four that he had several discussions of the hughes contribution with rosemary woods 
and estimated that he discussed it with her on three or four separate occasions rebozo also stated in an interview on october seventeenth nineteen seventy three that he told miss woods that the hughes contribution was for the nineteen seventy two campaign and that he discussed the problems of the hughes organization with her miss woods testified on march twenty second nineteen seventy four i don't think we had several discussions there was nothing to discuss so far as i know in addition she testified that rebozo never offered any details with regard to the contribution and that she did not know for which campaign the contribution was intended mr rebozo also testified that he discussed the one hundred thousand dollars with thomas h wakefield after he decided to return the money in addition rebozo testified he told the president about having the hughes money sometime prior to march or april nineteen seventy three when the president visited key biscayne florida on october seventeenth nineteen seventy three Rebozo told the select committee staff that after he had decided to return the money, Rebozo mentioned the Hughes contribution to John Ehrlichman and H. R. Haldeman. Ehrlichman, however, said in a January interview that he did not know anything at all about the $100,000 contribution until he read about it in the newspaper in the fall of 1973. Ehrlichman recalled that he did discuss the general subject of Hughes contributions with Rebozo. Although he could not recall the date, he recalled that rebozo told him that the hughes people had misled him into thinking that they would make a very large contribution but had ended up making a contribution very much under ten thousand dollars ehrlichman said that rebozo had indicated to him that rebozo had received only a de minimis contribution from the hughes people then on march twenty first nineteen seventy four rebozo testified that neither haldeman nor ehrlichman knew anything about the one hundred thousand dollars in nineteen seventy two or nineteen seventy three rebozo testified that they knew nothing about it to my knowledge f conditions under which the money was stored on march twentieth nineteen seventy four Rebozo testified that after receiving the cash, he marked H.H. in the corner of the envelope containing the cash, wrote a letter to Thomas H. Wakefield that was placed in the director's safe deposit box with instructions on what to do with the money should anything happen to Mr. Rebozo, marked similar instructions on the manila envelope containing the money, and placed the envelope in his safe deposit box number 224 at the Key Biscayne Bank. However, Rebozo also testified that he destroyed the original envelope in which the Hughes money was contained sometime after the Hughes problem started and the campaign got underway. Rebozo also testified that he destroyed the letters to Wakefield in the director's box at a later time. Rebozo further testified that sometime after he placed the Hughes contribution in his safe deposit box, he took the bank wrappers off of the money and placed rubber bands around the packets. However, on March 21, 1974, Herbert Kalmbach testified that he met Rebozo on January 8, 1974, and that Rebozo then told him, Undoubtedly, Herb, I have not told you that after you and I talked last spring regarding the Hughes money, I found that I had, in fact, not dispersed any of the Hughes cash to the several people I named. When I went into the safe deposit box, I found that the wrappers around the cash had not been disturbed, and so it was clear that no part of this money had been used. In addition, Ken Whitaker stated in an interview on November 20, 1973, that when he observed the counting of the money on June 18, 1973, 
some of the packets were held together by rubber bands while others were in bank wrappers whitaker did not recall any identification on the wrappers mr rebozo also testified that thomas h wakefield had a duplicate key to safe deposit box number 224 where the money was kept during the entire time that the money was stored in a safe deposit box rebozo testified that sometime during the period after he received the hughes contribution he lost all of his keys to his safe deposit boxes and that the locks were changed after he lost his keys rebozo testified that he gained access to box number 224 on this occasion by requesting the second key from mr wakefield so that rebozo could get into the box rebozo also testified that he gave wakefield the replacement key for the new lock after the new lock was installed however thomas h wakefield under oath before the senate select committee on june tenth nineteen seventy four testified that rebozo never came to him to request his copy of the key of the safe deposit box number two twenty four and that he was never given any replacement key to get into the box after the locks were allegedly changed wakefield stated in an interview that sometime in nineteen sixty eight or nineteen sixty nine rebozo gave him a key to the safe deposit box and told him that in the case of rebozo's death wakefield should open the box and follow the instructions rebozo also testified that it was not the custom of the bank to ask rebozo to sign the access card each time he went into his safe deposit boxes therefore the same safe deposit box records produced by rebozo did not represent each time that he went into the box g other contributions on march twenty first nineteen seventy four rebozo testified that a d davis made a fifty thousand dollar cash contribution to rebozo on april fourth or fifth nineteen seventy two rebozo further testified that he called the finance committee to re-elect the president after receiving the contribution and that the committee sent fred larue down to pick up the money however fred larue testified that he did not discuss any contribution with bb rebozo until october nineteen seventy two and that on that occasion larue called rebozo to request contributions for the nun campaign in kentucky at the request of john mitchell in addition larue's plane ticket showing the trip during which he picked up the money from rebozo is dated october twelfth nineteen seventy two however on december twentieth nineteen seventy two rebozo testified in a civil deposition that he received campaign funds for president nixon's re-election campaign from january first nineteen seventy one through april sixth nineteen seventy two which have already been listed it is interesting to note however that the a d davis contribution was never noted on any list of contributors to the nineteen seventy two campaign nor was any contribution from davis acknowledged by maurice stans the chairman of the scrp until october thirteenth nineteen seventy two Rebozo also testified that he set up a separate bank account for all contributions he received for the 1972 campaign. However, Rebozo testified before the select committee that he did not place the Hughes $100,000 contribution nor the A.D. Davis $50,000 in the special account that he had set up. On July 10, 1973, Rebozo told IRS Special Agent Jack Bartlett that, in 1972, Rebozo put all contributions received by him in the bank account, special bank account he set up for contributions. In addition, Mr. Rebozo also testified on December 20, 1973, that aside from the Kislak contribution and the Hughes contribution, 
that he received other contributions but those were others that are reported and they are a matter of record rebozo added i believe however that they are subsequent to the april seventh date then rebozo was asked q there should be no pre-April 7, 1972 contributions that are not in the material you submitted. Is that correct? A. That's correct, to the best of my recollection. If you are getting at something specific you want to ask me about, go ahead. On March 20, 1974, Rebozo was asked if Herbert Kalmbach asked him to see any specific individual with regard to contributions for the 1972 campaign. Rebozo replied, Yes, I think that later on, I don't know whether it was 1969 or 1970, it might have been 1970, he asked me to make an appointment with him with a couple of people that I knew. One was Paul Getty, and another was Raymond Guest. Rebozo also testified that the purpose of contacting these individuals was for the purpose of obtaining contributions for the 1972 election. The following exchange occurred. Mr. Lenzner. Had you been asked by anybody else to speak to Mr. Getty yourself? Mr. Rebozo. No. Mr. Lenzner. You had not been requested by anybody else to seek to obtain money from Mr. Getty? Mr. Rebozo. No. However, in a memorandum dated on February 17, 1969, from H.R. Haldeman to John Ehrlichman, Mr. Haldeman stated that B.B. Rebozo has been asked by the President to contact J.P. regarding major contributions. Herbert Kalmbach testified on March 21, 1974, that Rebozo had asked Kalmbach to solicit from Mr. Getty funds for the 1970 senatorial campaign program. Kalmbach also testified that Rebozo set it up for him to see Mr. Getty in Europe. On November 9, 1973, H. R. Haldeman told the staff in an interview that he recalled that Rebozo was responsible for raising funds from former Senator John Smathers and his friends, and may have been the J. P. Getty contact. In addition, Rebozo testified that he sent leftover 1968 campaign funds from the Florida Nixon for President Committee to Herb Kalmbach pursuant to Kalmbach's request. Rebozo testified that he did not know what Kalmbach was going to do with the money. I wasn't concerned with the purpose. He was just a little late in asking me, and I thought everything was paid. Kalmbach testified that Rebozo had a special account in Key Biscayne that had leftover 1968 campaign funds in it. Kalmbach said he asked Rebozo to send these funds to him in order to pay Caulfield and Ulasiewicz. Before requesting the money from Rebozo, however, Kalmbach said he first cleared this procedure with John Ehrlichman. Kalmbach recalls that Ehrlichman approved that the funds Rebozo held from 1968 should be used to pay Caulfield and Ulasiewicz. Kalmbach testified that he discussed the need for these funds with Rebozo and that Rebozo specifically knew they were for Caulfield and Ulasiewicz. End of section 23.